Attention all units, attention all units, check your mics, check your mics. There's the sound of heavy breathing coming from the front yard. I repeat, heavy breathing coming from the front yard. What's up, guys? We're here for another episode of Yard Breathers. This time, we got some guests with us. We got, I mean, obviously, TJ's here with me, but he's also going to be a guest as also a host on this one. We got Cross over here. Hello. And you got Will. How's it going? Um, it's up to them if they want to give their full names or not when they talk. But uh, today's episode is going to be about young fire officers in the service. Um, I don't necessarily know what determines the age as young versus not a young fire officer anymore, but... Maybe that's something we'll go over here. Um, one of the things we're going to start off with is, and it's either up to either one of you guys, is we like to talk about is how you got involved in the fire service, your process to leading up to where you are at the moment. Will, you want to go first? Just tell us about how you got in the fire service, that kind of thing. All right. Um, I'm a second-generation guy. My dad, uh, I know Cross is too. My dad's a fireman, um, so I guess I was kind of the kid who never outgrew uh, wanting to be a fireman. Um, became a junior in high school at uh richlands as a volunteer and um went to the fire academy well tried college for a little bit uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty quickly realized that wasn't that wasn't going to be the move for me uh, I, I didn't like to sit in a classroom and i was uh not a very good studier uh away from school so i uh, went to the fire academy and uh started applying to jobs and uh got really lucky um i got hired at the indian beach fire department in carter county uh, six days out of the Wilson Fire Academy, and That's awesome. I've been there ever since. Yeah, so how long has that been? How many years? Uh, going on eight years. Eight years with them? Okay. Yep. Cross, what's your uh, – I know a little bit about your journey, but we'll go ahead and – if nobody else knows about your journey. Let's start same, back in the good old days. Yeah. Let's start back same in the good – Same exact story. <laughs> Let's man. go back to the good old days. Though. Second generation. Uh, started out at 14, coming up, volunteering. Started as a young junior. Just with TJ teaching that's, me everything that's, I know That's now. the good old days right there, yeah, buddy. those are the good days. Volunteering then, and then when that department uh, closed down and merged with another uh, bigger department, came over here with you guys. Yeah, I started. I, when I started, you were, I think, a junior at the time yeah, I started I was, here. 16, 17? I just turned 16. Yeah, because yeah, right. I'd, I'd wait like a month or two before I came over to this side. Um, yeah. Went to the fire academy, EMT school. Um, three days after I graduated my fire academy, I got a job offer from where I'm at now. Okay. So I got pretty lucky, and that was back in 2016. Okay, so you've been there a little while, too. And you're currently, well, you're a lieutenant, correct, mm -hmm. at, at your department? And, uh, Will, what, what, what's your current <laughs> rank, sir? Uh, I hold the rank of deputy chief. Sweet. Um, I operate as a shift officer, and then I uh, work administrative time as also. So really small fire department, kind of like most of us are associated with so i kind of wear a couple different hats all at once okay that thing. that's cool so uh at um what age would you say what age would you guys become an officer austin what age you remember about what age it was i just turned 23 just turned 23 <laughs> and became a became a lieutenant became okay a company officer so how was that process i mean was it an uh, easy process for no, you was it a difficult process no, it's very difficult um i think one of the biggest things it's like when you're coming up in the fire service and you're you're young and you promote up the ranks uh, is respect like that's especially when you come up with guys that you've been a firefighter with together been a driver together 
and now you're in charge of those guys. Plus, you have a relationship outside of work. Yeah, that was, that was probably one of the biggest challenges. And so some I, of them like to push your buttons. So I don't want to. I'm going to ask a question because this one has really gotten to me. You know, what's been the most challenging thing for you as a company officer? Like, what's been the most thing? Just that's in like, general. Just in general. Definitely respect. Really? 100%. Yeah. I mean, come on, it. Twenty-three year old lieutenant, like fresh, ready to rock and roll, man. These guys have been driving. You got some, some guys that are thirty years old. You know, forty, whatever. And they're gonna have this young punk come in and so did you yeah. find run it, the show? Did you find it hard at first? Did you get a lot of resistance from your guys? Uh, did you find it like you know they treat you good? Like you know what I'm saying? W- like this new guy or I wouldn't say it was resistance. I'd say it was more. They just like to push your buttons. Okay, you so know, they're like, going to at first. They right? think they can get away with yeah. everything. Like you know, you tell them to do something, it's like yeah, I'll get to it or whatever. You know, it might not get done. Just stupid stuff like that. Well, what what age would you what age would you become a cat? Because you guys, do you have lieutenants at where you guys are? We so- we do now. Okay. We didn't then. Um, I think I made captain at twenty four. Okay. Uh, very similar situation. Uh, I was hired in a a complete. Some people who know my story kind of know this, but I was hired. Um in a complete turnover of our fire department. So within 18 months of me getting hired as a new hire, um, we completely turned over like 80% of the fire department. Um, they posted the captain's process. I was nowhere near ready. Um, but I kind of looked around and was like, Ooh, I might be one of the most ready of the people who work here. Um, they opened it to the outside as well. Uh, and you know, we, we can split hairs all we want. As right. a deputy chief now, I don't love that. I like promoting from the inside of my organization. Um, so then I was kind of like, ooh, maybe I should at least apply for this. I don't know when I'll get another opportunity. Um, and I remember in my interview, they actually were like, what makes you the best position person for this position? And uh, the deputy chief at the time was sitting in the corner of the room behind me, and I turned around and I said, uh, if we hire from the outside chief, who's going to be their driver? And he said, you are. And I said, I looked at the panel and I said, I guess that's why. Like, if if I'm good enough to put somebody from the outside with to show the ropes of our district, I mean, maybe I can be an officer here. That's a good answer. A couple days later, the fire chief called me and was like, hey, you're going to be a captain. And I was like, (laughs) I remember, like, my body going numb. Like, I was like, I called my dad and was like, I'm going to be a captain. He was like, congratulations. And I was like, nah. (laughs) um, So, you know, I. I got really lucky. I got a guy that is actually a captain with us now, um, Matt Puff. He was assigned to to my crew, and we were both, like, really young guys who were both, like, go-getters, and we were yeah. both hired early in that phase of turning it over. And that really helped me a lot. I also had the most senior firemen on the fire department assigned to me at the time, um, and I thought that I was going to have kind of those issues that Cross is kind of talking about. I really didn't. Um, I guess I got lucky. We were small. There was only three of us on a shift. We had a real, like, tight-knit, you know, and I was able to say the first day I was able to be like, hey, guys, you might not agree with everything I do, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm the only one who's accountable for these decisions. Yeah. And man-to-man, I had the respect. Even if I didn't have anything else, I had that. Um, I'd say the hardest part for me, like, talking about that, and it's kind of funny to say this because none of us want to admit this but is experience um i, I mean with that. i've been really lucky to be a really active volunteer i've had some great mentors in my career as far as being able to go to fires and stuff but i'm 29 years old you know my my dad for example someone like that cap, uh, cap downstairs you know like they've been going to fires longer than i've been alive 
Like how, how do we, you know, we can't duplicate that as young officers and we can't duplicate that in a textbook or anything else. So I think the humility of being able to make a bad decision and then being like, okay, nobody got hurt. We didn't break anything. And next time we're not doing that again. Right. I think that's kind of been my, my hardest thing is like, man, I wish I knew before this call or before this incident, what I know now, because I'd have made a lot better decision. Yeah, know? I got because well, let's say TJ, what you want to go over yours? You know your age when you got your officer spot and how I was that twenty. All I was twenty seven when I got promoted lieutenant, and I got put with Noah Hoffer and Mark Weaver. So they kind of helped me out, put me with some good seasoned guys, and I had two drivers that you know because we bounced back and forth on driving. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't have the respect thing. wasn't the hardest part for me. The and not so much as a lieutenant, you know, I didn't have many challenges except for just learning the role as a company officer uh, in, in a career department. And I don't mean anything bad about volunteers, but, you know, it's, to me it's a little different. We can get into that later. Um, so it wasn't so much the respect thing because, you, you know, we all kind of knew, you know, hey, obviously we have to show him respect, but he's got to earn the respect first. So I wasn't worried about respect because it is what it is. I knew guys were going to give me a hard time. I knew they were going to bust my chops and, and just kind of test the limits. I already knew going into that I was, I was expecting that. It wasn't until I became a captain when my most challenging parts came a year later. So to, almost a year later to the date, I got brought into the office, and, you know, we did some things. One of the captains went to be a fire marshal, and then they had a captain's process come open. And not to boast, not to brag about myself, but I was the only one qualified at the time to apply for it. So pretty much, and I've told everybody this, I got handed the position. I'm not going to sit there and even tell anybody that I fought hard for it. I, you know, beat out the X number of candidates, you know, chief chief handed me the position said, hey you're going to be the next captain would you want it and i was like yeah and the way i looked at it was is if i didn't take it who was he going to hire from the outside and who's now going to come in and potentially be my boss and so i'm like i'm not going to have that you know if i'm qualified and he's ready to hand it to me then i'm going to take it and then he's going to have to take it from me if i fail so the hardest thing that's been so far to me is <clears throat> you know because I, I play more of an administration role and you know, you know, but I play administrative role in on some of the paperwork side, plus dealing with y'all on the engine. So my hardest and most challenging thing has been, you know, because I hear things from the top and then trying to manage it on the bottom end too, right? Because we all know the secret stuff gets out and trying to, how do I manage the the truth from the, you know, what y'all, what y'all want to know, right? Like that's been my most challenging thing so how far. How you separate the floor, the bay room floor talk right. from the actual right. talk. You know, that's, yeah. the office. And I don't mean that in a bad way, medium, but man. that's been that's the tough. most challenging thing because we're, we're a small department, right? And, you know, we're not a big 10, 15, 20 station department. There are two stations and trying to manage that. And I'm saying it's a bad thing, but that's been my most challenging thing because, you know, y'all want to know and, and, and y'all will know, but I, I can't, you know, at the point I can't say anything to anybody, right? That's been my most challenging thing so far. How do I differentiate between Bay Floor Talk and then what y'all want to know and then what the truth is and all that? So uh, I'll tell it like it is. I mean, that's been my most challenging thing since day one as a captain. I you turn into one of them. I mean, in a sense. turn into one of the brass, You you do. I mean, you can't. You you sit there and say on day one, I've heard many people say, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be different. And some people do are different. But then the same fact is you have to become one of those people to – to do your job in a sense you got to find that happy medium of one of the boys and the the uppers man it is what it is i think what you're saying though is is like that's where culture's built yeah that's where departments where they separate right that's where you become the place that everybody wants to work or the place that nobody wants to work and and people can say it's call volume and it's money and all this stuff but it's not we're seeing that every single day right it's it's that medium of of mid-level managers 
and can you sell the mission? Yeah. You know, and if, if as officers and as bosses, we're bought into the mission, then that's really all we got to sell to the people, you know, like, it, but that is the heart. I mean, selling that is, is by far it, the, it, the hardest. You it's, know? it's challenging. You know, it is. And when you don't, when it's something you don't love, it's even harder. Oh yeah. You know, like, and I'm still, I'm, I mean, I'm the youngest one on my shift. I mean, I, at 31 years old, I'm the youngest one. So it's still, you know, the, the age difference is there and I'm not picking anybody about their age, but I he's mean, talking about you, Tim. Hey, I'm not the oldest one. I don't, I'm not the no, oldest one on our shift. No. So. Um, <laughs> Who drives you now? Well, I got it bounces between me and TVP and Cup, oh, depending oh. on who wants to drive that day, who wants to ride in the back. Yeah, so I you mean, got some seasoned guys though. That makes it a little I, bit easier. I, I mean, I do. I mean, I've, I've I've actually gotten really lucky, you know, since I've been captain. You know, I've gotten some really good guys, and you know, I had Bob, um, you know, and he. We give him headaches other ways. Yeah, <laughs> especially <laughs> TVP. You know, there's a lot of gray hairs on my head uh, because of TVP. Tough being so, an inexperienced so officer and having an inexperienced crew at the same so time. So none of you guys ran into having that older guy on your shift who was just older, been there longer, and you got this young guy trying to, I don't want to say tell him what to do, but is now in charge. So none of you guys had that that unfortunate situation <laughs> where you had the I older guy who may have been there a while and he's stuck in his ways type deal. I, I think in a sense I kind of I kind of did. Um <laughs> My personality, and Tim, you've known me probably longer than anybody in this room. Um, the more bugles I've gotten, the more I've mellowed myself a little bit. Um, when I was a, a driver, I don't know how I kept my job, to be honest with you. Like, I oh, was yeah. a loose cannon. I would say anything to anyone. Um, and then when I first made captain, I was one of those dudes who was like, you know, like, screw this. I'm the captain, and I'm the one standing up for fight the man. Like yeah. we're talking about. Um, and I think my personality, I don't want to say helped me, but maybe like kind of the older guy on my shift wasn't really a confrontational. He could be at times, but he wasn't all the time. So I think probably I was just more of a thorn in his side if he really started like arguing with me. And I think that – and then through that process, we ended up just kind of building a mutual respect for each other of being a young officer, talking about being an inexperienced officer – we kind of lose track of, and we were a really young fire department, and that's where we we're different than you guys. And Cross, you're in a different beast because you guys are a lot bigger. But we're still young though; we're not even ten years old yet. Right. Our our age. Well, one, we became a paid fire department in 2008, and when I made captain a year after making captain, our average age as a fire department was like 25 years old. Wow. So this one like older guy, he wasn't even that much older. He was probably mid 30s at the time, but. <laughs> Think about the life experience that this guy had that no one else even had, you know? Yeah. So we were kind of able to tap in on that, and it, it balanced out kind of okay. some of that stuff you're talking about. I never had him come and say, you have no idea what you're doing. And, you know, it was one of those things like, hey, man, res respect me and my decisions I'm making on the fire ground and the, and the things we have to do for that. And then when we're in the station, like, help us learn how to pay our bills and, you know, change our, you know, change our 401k and you know like all, <laughs> yeah. all of those things you know what i mean so it, it was kind of a turned into a pretty good balance so um i guess we'll start with you austin was there any one individual or or handful of individuals that you kind of relied on or while you first became that uh, officer somebody you like your go-to person like man if you had an issue this is who you talked to this is who helped you through some stuff as that new young officer i mean my past officers yeah um I actually met Will through uh, one of my old lieutenants that I still – I mean, I just worked with him yesterday. But, 
I mean, I still talk to him weekly, but uh, he was one of the guys that I kind of I, I rely on for personnel management tactics. Uh, one of my other lieutenants, who's now a battalion chief, I mean, he was he was solid. He's goofy as all get out, but he was a solid guy. To Is talk that the to one on B Chef now? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I can't mention. I don't want to mention his name, but I mean, it's up to you if you mention his name. It's is. completely up no, to you. No, he knows who he is. Um, he was he was solid though, phenomenal. Like one of the best guys I talked to about like anything tactics wise. If I did something on a call, I was like, man, do you think this was the right call or whatever? You know, he was he was great. Well, did you have that? I'm sure you had that. I mean, obviously, you know, you got a, a father for a living legend over there, from what I hear. You know, but did yeah. you have that? Some uh, people say that we like to argue still though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if you guys listen to other podcasts or whatnot, but, uh, Howard Reinwald, who's a chief in Texas, he said one time, if I tried to name all my mentors and people to thank, I would certainly forget someone. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that's it on the head, man. I, my dad, for sure. Uh, I would be, you know, I'm not one of those guys who's like, you know, uh, I, I work in a different County. I work in a different system. Um, you know, I didn't go to my dad's department and take that route, but yeah. Man, I was I was sixteen, seventeen months on the job, twenty four years old. Why would I not call that guy and say, yeah. "Hey, you've probably dealt with this five, six times in your career. What did you do? Because that's going to help me not screw up." Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, and you know, uh, and my dad, you know, he doesn't have Facebook, so he's probably not watching this right now, but he will <laughs> listen at some point. Um, and. You know, he uh, we still disagree sometimes. Like, he'll be like, this is what I was telling my boss or my people or whatever. And I'm like, oh, you're wrong. You know, like we I, have that same exact thing with my pops. Like, I'll be telling him one thing. He's like, no, you need to just do it this way. Oh, yeah. yeah like, I, can man, imagine. I can't do it that way. You don't understand. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't yeah. do it that way. So he was one. But also, you know, the people that he that I met through him or yeah. through other, you know, I mean, I could say, you know, Brent Cook, Rob Hunt. I say, yeah, um, some of those 14 th boys. Those guys at Richlands, man, that yeah. took me under their wing and, you know, uh, taught me how to fight fire when I could barely put a mask on. Um, ben Frank was one of those guys, too. Um, and then when I got in Carteret County, it's a different world down there. Uh, we're a lot of small municipalities yeah. uh, on top of each other. We duplicate a lot of services and sense. Um, sometimes it can get kind of frustrating and just the, the grind, uh, yeah. if you will. And like I said, we were in a pretty big turnover in our department. So, um, you know, Billy Mathias was a captain yeah. at Emerald Isle. Uh, Chad Mann, who's a captain at Pinal Shores. I think B he was at Moorhead, I think. Was he at Moorhead at one time? He may, before familiar. I got there, he okay, may have been. I think when I went to the academy, it was. Uh, um, but both of those guys were kind of the guys that I could be like, man, this is, you know, I was young, eager. You know, you're like chomping at the bit. And they would be like, hey, Will, relax, dude. Like, you're going to be doing this for the next 30 years. Like, you can't. It's not that easy. I don't want to relax. I want to run right. fires. Yeah. Right. And that was that was really, like, a big thing from them, you know. And, I, I mean, you know, got, then guys that I worked with and, and still guys today, I mean, I still feel like we're so young. I still have mentors that, you know, I, I just got a new boss, you know. And, I mean, he's, he's obviously been a mentor in the first six months. He's definitely going to be one in the next five years, you know. So, mm -hmm. I mean, just just yeah. stuff like that. You guys had – uh, definitely a major guy that in early in my fire career, and I'm an officer, but in my fire career at the academy, Adam Snyder, yeah, out of Atlantic Beach. Unfortunately, you know, he passed away, obviously, but he was one of the guys who, him and at the time, he was a lieutenant, Eric Stevenson, right, out of the AB boys with, with the white and those guys. And, who, and uh, I was lucky enough to work there part time, yeah, uh, when I first started at, at Indian Beach. And <laughs> 
it's probably the one thing in my career that I can say I got because of my dad was Chief Snyder giving me a part-time job because I walked in and was like, hey, I'd like a part-time job. And he was like, no, we don't have any openings, you know. (laughs) And um, a couple months later, like, passed him in the hallway at a fire college that my dad was teaching at, and I was walking with dad, and, you know, dad was like, uh, Adam, have you ever met my son? And, you know, (laughs) Adam and my dad were good friends, and Adam was like, you could just see the look on Chief Mm. Snyder's face. like, And he was like, you didn't tell me you were Rob's son, you know. And I was like, that's not how I'm trying to make my career, you know. And he was like, you come see me. Um, and he ended up giving me a part-time job, which was cool because it was before I started, you know, at the county and stuff like that. And the people that I was able to learn from there, you know, yeah. uh, Stevenson was a captain at the time, uh, Chief Snyder, Chief Simpson, uh, Casey Arthur, yeah, he was you know. Ca- yeah, captain. Yeah, I mean, another guy who's – Casey's another guy. He's a, he's a deputy chief. Yeah, he's too. a deputy chief now, yeah. Another guy, you know, that I'm able to call. And so that's – it's kind of – I think it's the humility of being able to go to all of those guys, you know, the lieutenant that Cross was talking about, that's a very good friend of mine. You know, he didn't name drop him, so I won't. But, you know, <laughs> um, I mean, you know, that guy, we're peers. We don't work together, but there's plenty of days that we call each other and, and say, hey, what's the deal? And I think those – as young fire officers, that's where we've got to be because if, if not, we're going to do some dumb stuff just trying to make decisions on our own. DJ, oh, yeah. you have that guy? You have those, that group coming up that you relied on? I know yeah. You- I mean, yeah, obviously, back in the volunteer days, you know, when I first made, like, you know, volunteer lieutenant captain, I leaned heavily on Cross's dad. You know, we Shout talked. Shout out to Mike. If we, we, we talked a lot. I mean, especially when I worked part-time with him, you know, he definitely coached, and, you know, his experience got me ready for today. And then, you know, even when I made uh, lieutenant here, you know, I had uh, my captain at the time, Junior, uh, leaned on him heavily. And then even still today, you know, as, as a captain beside him, uh, I leaned heavily on him. You know, he's been one longer. He's been doing that position and role a lot longer, so I still have, I still have some. I mean, I've leaned, I talked to Curtis about some things. Um, yeah, Curtis is sitting with us, folks. If you guys didn't know, yeah, he's in the house. Yeah, he's been out there. He's been a living legend for a while, so he's been through some of those. <laughs> he's a local legend for sure. <laughs> local, local yeah, definitely a local legend, but a living legend. Um, you know, lean on him. He worked worked a lot with me, and so you know, he's given me some pointers and advice for you know his experience, his time as being in all positions. So I definitely lean heavily on it. I, in no way, shape, or form, am I right on all my decisions, but. I have those people that I reach out to. Here you go. I got a question for you guys. I'll start off with TJ. Knowing what you know now, right now, at this moment, if you had the opportunity to go back on your first day as an officer, what would you tell yourself? What what advice would you give yourself on your first day of becoming an officer, knowing what you know today? TJ, you go ahead and start. What would you tell yourself? You go back on your first day, you walk through that door, you're standing there, and you can give yourself advice before you start at your first shift as an officer. That's a good question. Probably make make that decision and stick with it and and know that either right or wrong. Hopefully that it's not wrong, but make a decision and, and stick with it. You know, trust your gut feeling and, and then build from it. You know, I always tell myself, like you said earlier, as long as no one gets hurt or killed or you don't mess anything up worse than it was already messed up when you found it, you can always learn from it. So definitely, you know, listen to listen to people. Uh, that have coached you and helped you, but just make a dis- make a decision and stick with it. Don't try to change, you know, your judgment or, or something like that. So if if you gave me more time to think about that question, I'm sure it would probably change. But yeah, I mean, I kind of put you on the put spot, you on the spot there. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a better give answer. You a chance to think about it. Come with some I'll, I'll probably, answers already. I'll probably be ready to change my answer by the time Will and Will and Cross go through. Well, so. what would you have done? What would you told yourself you walking in the first day as a officer? First off, 
disclaimer along with TJ, I thought about this when I was like, I was trying to get TVP to tell me what we were talking about. And I, <laughs> I asked him like any questions and he was like, young fire officers. He kept saying it over and over yeah. again. And I was like, man, I'm going there and like, like somebody, going to an interview, man. somebody I respect is listening to this and they're like, that kid is a jackass, you know? Um, but <laughs> I tried, I tried on Tuesday night when we ran no. that other fire. Yeah, I just Facebook. didn't want, he tried to ask. I tried asking him questions like, hey, what, what do you want to ask us on well, Tuesday? Well, I didn't want him already having his head. Yeah, I, wanted, I'm gonna answer I was trying to get prepared for this. But, but um, with that question, you know, with if I had the knowledge I had now and I, I could see the outcome of some things, yeah. um, I wouldn't give a crap about what people who didn't work in my organization thought of me. Um, that was a really big one early on that I would hear guys. Um, I was a hard charger. You know, our organization needed that at the time. We were yeah. young. We didn't have a lot of experience. We were changing our some stuff operationally, even as simple as air packs and hose loads. We were we were changing that stuff through some grants. We needed that, you yeah. know. Um, and I would hear people, you know, my guys would work part time. They were bought in, you know, so they'd come back fired up and be like, "Hey, I was working with so and so the other day, and he said that uh, somebody needs to tell you you need to slow down." You know, <laughs> I'd love to find that person now, you know, yeah. and be like, "Yeah, man, like." We don't need to slow down. Like we 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 make mistakes just like anybody else, but we're pretty proficient at our job. And where we're not, our neighbors pick us up on some stuff. But and we could all get better every day. But yeah. like where we've come from that point in time, I was so worried about what those people thought. You know, like I wouldn't verbalize it or or wear it on the outside, but on the inside, I was like, man, am I am I wearing my guys out too bad? I mean, we only did one stretch, but it is a Sunday. You know, like am I am I like Am I too hard charging? Am right. I going to burn them out? Luckily, I had some guys who are still there. You know, like I said, Matt Puff, Jeremy Clawson, um, Ryan Lang. Some of you guys know him. Those guys were all getting started with us at that time, and like they were like, "No, no, no, give us more, give us more." But well, looking back, if I knew where our organization was now, if I knew for sure that's where we were going, I would have never worried about that kind of stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cross, what would you have told yourself can, your can, first day? Yeah, go ahead. Can I change my answer now? <laughs> well, no, I'll, okay. I'll let. <laughs> Cross, your first day walking in as a lieutenant, what would you tell yourself now, knowing what you know now, on that first day? What advice would you give yourself? Probably don't forget where you came from. Like, man, I I worked with some phenomenal guys. Like, the guy Will was talking about earlier that he and I both know. uh, A couple of my old lieutenants I was assigned to. But, man, I've worked with some great ones and some horrible ones. Anybody who knows me knows how much overtime and how much overtime I work. You've got to pay for all those fancy stuff. And, like, 20 part-time jobs that I've been at. Um, I picked up a lot from a bunch of different officers, who I wanted to be, who I didn't want to be. And if I go back definitely on my first day, I would say just don't forget where you came from. And I, I stick to that now, honestly. I like, like we said earlier, being a part of the boys and being a part of the brass, you know, finding that happy medium. I still to this day like to think with that mentality. Okay, I gotta, I'm going to read a quote that I was doing some research, and this quote kept popping up. And I want to get your guys' opinion on it, if you agree or not. Here we go. The quote is, Traditionally, the fire service does not do a very good job or preparing its members for making the transition to becoming a fire officer. The process merely entails riding the seat where making the tactical decisions is the primary expectation, pretty much baptized by fire. That was a quote, and uh, I'll start with you, Cross. I mean, do you, what, what do you think about that? Puts you on the spot now, buddy. Oh, yeah. That's why I sat in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote that uh, a, a very seasoned fire chief gave that he said, we're good with – that's pretty much the way that 
I'm not going to say all because we're not going to lump all, but a lot of departments just throw you in that front right seat, and that is how you get ready. They don't work on a lot. There's of a st- lot more to it. A lot more. Like There's he was personal saying, management. They don't work on all that other stuff, the administrative, the, the uh, you know, discipline and all. It's just throw them in the front seat, let them do the tactical part of it, and they'll figure the rest out on their own. It's not that easy. So what do you think? It's you think you agree with the quote? What is your opinion on that? I mean, yeah, sure. You got to get some ride time in in the front seat. Yeah, but I mean, you. If I get put with an officer that's been here for five years, right? He's probably in his thirties, whatever. Doesn't want to do anything during the day. You know, I ask him a bunch of questions. He doesn't really know the answers, whatever. What am I going to gain from that? I think that you got to you got to show some initiative and go out, go to some training classes. You know. If you don't like the officer you're working with, just try to move shifts and move stations, whatever, and find some find some guys that know what they're doing because you can't just get thrown in the right seat and say, here you go, man, figure it out. Okay. I don't think it's that easy. Well, what do you think? Do you need me to read again or you remember? No, no, no. Okay. Um, I, I definitely think the quote is accurate. Um, how we came to that may be a little bit more of a talking point. Yeah. Um, I think so, again – Talking about my dad, uh, you know, we look. Me and my dad are like the same person, and then opposites. So we we butt heads sometimes. Um, and my dad is an experience driven guy, right? Um, if you have a degree, you're probably gonna have an argument with him about that. Um, if you're a young fire officer, you're probably gonna have an argument with him about that. Um, and and I agree with the philosophy, and I say this a lot of times. You know, the best way to teach guys how to crawl a hallway and put out fire is old guys who have crawled a bunch of hallways and put out fire. Um, I agree with that. I think we lose track of, um, and when I think about the things I've called mentors on, we lose track of like, how, how do we take care of those people? You know, now my dad is leading people who are my age or younger. He's raised two sons at this point through the trials that they're having in their life. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that you're not prepared for. Like Cross was saying, you know, like, I say all the time when it comes to managing people, people are like, man, you seem to do all right managing people. What do you do? And I always say, you just got to love them. You know, yeah. like you, re- you just have to love them like it. And they're hard to love sometimes. Right. I mean, TVP is hard to love. Sometimes, oh, yeah. I'm not right? disagree with you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and we all are, but, but we just got to love them. Whatever that means, taking care of them, whether it's personally or professionally or whatever. Um, and if our departments aren't showing us how to do that, we're not learning that in classes. State fire officer one ain't teaching us that. Chief one hundred one ain't teaching us that. You know, so if we don't have good mentors, then where are we learning that at? Um, and to bring it full circle, I think a lot of that's coming from the fact that a lot of departments, mine, um, y'all's, some of yours, were these departments that what, 10 years ago were volunteer departments or maybe staffed with like one or two people. Yeah. And now we're staffing to, I mean, we we are an all-service fire department. We provide ALS uh, transport. We provide technical rescue, you know, all that stuff. And we're saying, hey, we're going to staff you 24-7, 365, and we got to put an officer in there. Yeah. So you look at our fire department, I mean, we're just not old enough as a department to have people who have been through those things who know anything other than that. I think we're guilty of, of that quote. Because that's what we can teach people in a classroom or in a simulation or whatever. We can't teach people how to how to just love them without that being the culture or without having a mentor who's just like, hey, dude, 
TVP's really making you mad right now, but you just got to love him, man. Like, oh, take yeah. a break, walk away, just love him, oh, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know where your office is. I'll just follow you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got to follow that up. Okay, now, TJ, uh, you no, need me to right. repeat it or do you no, remember? I, I, got, I, agree, okay. I agree with it. And, and here's the thing that we do, you know, because you know it, obviously, because since you're, you're with me, yeah. you know, middle day, I, I put you in the seat, and, you know, we'll, we'll rotate. And so I can make you a good – you know, where you can become a good engine officer, right? <clears throat> you can do the technical decisions. But on a sense of it, it, there's also the aspect of the paperwork side, right? So when, when I gift when I gift TDP the, the right seat, right, um, he's in charge. He makes the decisions. I'm there to oversee those decisions. But he's also doing the call reports. He's also doing the paperwork that needs to be done that day. So I gift him with those things because that comes with it, right? There's there's no sense of him writing it and then I have to do the call report, you know. So that's where I think we can make good young company officers. And sure, you can go sit through anybody's, you know, search a hallway, writ, whatever, first of all, entry, and be a great young engine fire ground officer. But it's also the paperwork side. And people, you know, I am terrible. And that's where I fail at every day because I don't sit. I try not to sit in the office first thing in the morning, you know. And and I do. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I work with you a little bit. Whatever. There's some days I have to, you know. and Has to. Yeah, has to. Yeah. So he says. Oh, yeah. I mean, you do. Yeah. So I save that stuff for. You just got to know him. <laughs> I save that stuff for more at night and then the paperwork side of things and, and, and that's where I, I struggle at because yeah sure when I got promoted it was hey here you are now deemed the the, the all be all of, of B shift and get it done and I've had great Chief Hobbs and Chief Wilson have been awesome they've helped me out and have guided me along the way I've made so many mistakes in my three years of being a, a, a captain and but they've guided me and helped me because they had to um, and so I think that's where a lot of people fail is that on the administrative side not so much the you know fire ground side of things they they fell on the administrative side of, of the job and you know depending on you know i don't know how much administrative stuff you have to do cross in, in y'all's larger department i know you probably got a lot more in in your department because of your position but it all depends on the department and it's nobody's fault you know we're not fdny where we're running you know so many calls during a 12 or 24 hour period you know it's not and you can't always blame the individual right because you might be in an apartment that runs three or four calls a week and how can you blame the guy for not being a great uh a company also yeah he can go train all he wants to but take that training to the fire ground now well, how is he going to operate on the fire ground he can do be very well on a training ground but how is he going to operate under that live pressure of doing it there so that's where I think people have the most trouble at is, is the administrative side. Well, building on that, do you think that – TPP, I'm still on your question. I'll it's time for a second. Do you guys think – and, Cross, you might be a little bit different. Like I said, a little bit bigger department. You might have a couple steps in. Over the last two years or so, we've uh, created a checkoff, if you will. Um, and acting officer is the culmination of the checkoff. Um and we have a set amount of days that you have to ride in the seat with an officer present and all of those things. Right. Um, the thing is, what if, well, let's say, you know, 10 days, for example, what if all 10 of those days go great, right? I mean, you're not running them in a row. I'd, I'd say very rarely do we have 10 great days in a row where we don't have something thrown at us. But, you know, the, usually these guys are riding like maybe one or two and then like the officers giving them some time to like build on some things. Hey, I would like to see you do this next time around, or I'd like to see you deliver this for training next time around. And then they're building on it. And those 10 days go great. And then you're off and you know, a part-timer like shows up drunk or something. And like 
you can't, I mean, how do you prepare? I mean, your SOPs and your SOGs, but those are things like how do you prepare, yeah. you know, someone to do that. And that's something I think we've been trying to do a lot better. But like when we, when I got promoted, that wasn't a thing. So, I mean, have you guys seen that? And then like, because of that, tried to how did prepare you your guys better. Did you have to go through like a checkoff or something For to get cleared to ride as a company officer? Were you doing that before you were promoted? No, we didn't have a checkoff. We just. No official like. And not, here's a taskbook. Not, not really a taskbook. Yeah, and I've, I've reached out, you know, to some individuals just to learn what different departments. Like I reached out to some uh, a part-timer we had that works at Jacksonville, um, and he brought their taskbook, and he showed me what it involves. And they have to do so many things, you know, so many uh, wrecks, so many medical calls, so many brush fires. And, you know, I think that would be great, but how long is it in a small department is it going to take you to run so many wrecks? I mean – I can't tell you last time, you know, we've had a good wreck that, you know, so a simple fender bender is great and all, but, you know, now you're working a pin in, you know, now you're working a major brush fire. Now you're doing this, you know, you can't hit every, it would take you, you know, two or three, four years to do a handbook to hit all those benchmarks. And maybe that's great. Maybe that's what it takes, right? You know, you do all these benchmarks and hit them. So, but no, I didn't have, I didn't have a, a checklist, you know, we just went through the, the hiring process that day and you hit those milestones in there. And then ours was just a, yeah, You're good to go. That yeah. was ours. My first day as an acting officer, I had a working fire, and my first day as a promoted captain, I had a working fire, and wasn't. I mean, there was like no preparation in both in district, like, and wasn't really like prepared. Not outside of my experience that I had from other places, wasn't really prepared for that. You know, like, I mean, I rode in the front seat of a volunteer rig and thought it was cool because everybody in the county got to hear me on the radio. Yeah, but like, you know, pulling up and actually having boxes to check i was kind of all over the place and um that's really why we have the book that we have now but we're in the same boat as you guys i mean our call volume is not a secret i'm not in here pretending you know that we run four thousand calls a year you know we're the smallest fire district in the state of north carolina geographically so i mean and we run a seasonal population so we're not going to run the call volume so we have to try to simulate that right. for you and it's we're doing what we can do but if we waited two, three, four years, one, are we holding on to people that long? We fight the same battles everybody else does on turnover. And two, what's that doing to our staffing while we only have one or two people that can ride in charge for that whole duration? Yep. You know, so yeah, that's where I get it at. It's not, it's not, it's not solely an individual's fault, but it's also more or less maybe and not to mean to blame the department, but it's just a department of where you're at. You can't help the size of your department and where you go. Hey, most people, when they get hired at the fire department, they're excited because, you know, you know, 10 years ago, even 15 years ago, how hard it was to get hired into a fire department. You didn't care where you went. Nowadays, you know, it's not so much because, you know, they're struggling these days. So it's a lot easier to go and, and transfer and, and bounce from department to department. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I agree. That the fire, my very first fire department that I went for, tried to go to, was Indian Beach. I went through their process, did their agility test, everything. I mean, I didn't get hired. There was only one spot. It was like 10 of us, and several of them were part-timers there at the time. But it took me, shoot, how many departments did I apply before? Well, actually, I got hired on with a department further, you know, that way. And uh, I worked for them for a day and was let go. <laughs> And uh, that's a different story for another day. I didn't, I didn't even get it. I mean, that was crazy. <laughs> Ink on your name tag still wet. Yeah, well, I signed my paperwork, was told to on a Friday to be at a certain department on a Monday. No, Thursday. They're like, here's your stuff. Got everything. At the time, Captain Heath was the one that ran my stuff through. He was still up. And uh, he's like, you need to, Monday you're going to report to this station. I get a phone call on Friday from 
their HR department. Hey, man, we have issues with your driving record. I have zero points on my driving record. What's the issue? Well, those points just came off a couple months ago. I was like, yeah, for a speeding ticket, but I'm getting hired as a backseat firefighter. I can't clear you. If you if this would have been three years and six months, I'd okay it. <laughs> You're gonna go have to have them turn in what you did. You're gonna have to. So, so I tried to fight it. There's nothing they can do. It's tough, man. Yeah. So uh, of course, it was my first one. Super excited. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying, man. Went through the thing, and all of a sudden, I'm like some HR guys telling me because I have zero points in my record. I, I, he can't clear me on the job for a job that I wasn't even driving. Right. So then I got hired here after that. But, I mean, it seems like there's a lot more openings in departments right now. Uh, it's hard to fill right now. Yeah. And uh, I was in class today, and part of their class, five or six of their guys who just got hired were literally just out of the academy like two weeks ago. I was like, wow, that's it's crazy to see that because I remember everybody was fighting for the same jobs yeah. a while back. And yeah. now it's like you can pretty much almost go into anywhere and find a job. Oh, yeah. So uh, one of the other things, is a question I had on here is what do you do on those days where your employees are just not what, – what's your techniques to keep your employees motivated, keep them loving the job on the days? I mean, everybody's going to come in on days where they just don't enjoy the job. Start, start with Cross again. Yeah. Okay. We'll start across. We'll start with Will. Will has a story. Okay. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll, okay, we'll start with Will. What's, get, get what's, what here. do you do? What's your techniques to just kind of keep your guys motivated, loving the job every day, come in wanting to to perform at their best, or do you even have to motivate them? Do they already come in motivated? So super lucky, right? I I will say I work in a department. I'm telling you, man. I our culture is is really a phenomenal thing in the last couple of years. It but. We all have those days, right? Yeah. We all have personal lives we, that drag us down. Sometimes we come into work and we're not engaged. Um, I get really lucky because I feel like it, throughout my career, not just my crew now, um, my lieutenant now, Tyler Pennard, which some of you guys know, he's, oh, yeah. you know, uh, but he's, he just made lieutenant. He's my lieutenant. And that dude's just so ate up with the job that he, <laughs> like, he makes my life really easy. Um, and I've been really lucky to have guys like that on my crew on the days that I'm not feeling my best um but i think on the days when i am feeling my best i just have to like shamelessly love the job myself like who doesn't want to work think about when we were all firemen who yeah. doesn't want to work for that guy who's just like yeah we're gonna go pull hose we're gonna go put out put on turnout gear we're gonna go pull hose or we're gonna go rig a system we're gonna lower stokes basket or we're gonna throw ground i don't do a whole lot of ground ladders that's truck work that's a support function but you know <laughs> um you know we're gonna we're gonna get out and do do whatever it is that we do um for us you know we got the water and stuff and that you know that's kind of a good little change of pace um but i i think on the days that you're the one who's the motivator just get out and you know enjoy the job enjoy the fact you're talking about when you got that phone call you know, and I think we probably, everyone in this room uh, probably remembers getting theirs. You know, it's like the best job in the world. Yeah. Just remind ourselves of that sometimes, you know, like yeah. I, some of you guys have me on Facebook. I'm kind of wordy, right? And people always pick on me about my posts and say I'm soft. Love it. I am. I'm I soft. It. I don't care. I, love it. I don't care. I love my job. Um, But I, I usually post like when it's summertime because our whole dynamic changes. And yeah. I know you guys understand that too. And I'm like, man, it's back. People are back. The, look, the fire department I work at, we wouldn't be paid if it wasn't for tourism, right? Because our year-round population is like 200 people, okay? Wow. So, yeah. So, when the summertime comes, it's like, man, they're back. 
I get to ride. When I remember when I was trying to get hired, people were like, where are you trying to get hired? I was like, I want to ride a fire engine and I want to work near water. Right. Anywhere that was near water and had a fire engine, I was applying. Like if it was open, I was applying. And if it wasn't, I was calling asking if I could apply anyways. <laughs> right. So I get to do that every day. Right. I mean, yeah, every yeah. day I go to work, I get to do that. So sometimes we have to like remind ourselves of that and then just like be in a good mood. Um, and then hopefully those guys, we all, like I said, personal lives, hopefully it's not something that's weighing so heavily that they can't get motivated. Yeah. And if it is, that's where got to love them, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. So, uh, Mr. Cross, I'll let TJ go last on this one. Do you have a, you have a, you oh, have yeah. a he, technique or some type of way you use? You get that guy that comes in who just, you know, isn't I, motivated, doesn't want to be we there. Just, we feed off each other, man. I worked with a, a driver a long time ago that every time he came into work was just something negative. And you might know who I'm talking about. <laughs> he doesn't work there anymore. It's a couple of years ago. But anyways, um, man, it was just negative and uh Brian was actually our my lieutenant at the time, and it was it was tough. But like that negative energy from him just fed into the rest of us, and we never wanted to do anything. Like barely wanted to hang out with each other. But now, like I'm lucky to have a a solid crew that we always want to train. We want to go out and do s something around the district, whatever. Throwing throwing some ladders like Will don't like doing, <laughs> pulling some hose, whatever. Um, anybody know who knows my driver knows he's into. Uh, He's into himself. He wants to work out 24-7. Staring at himself yeah, in the mirror. But no, he, uh, I was kind of excited about this question for you, if I'm, if I'm thinking about the right person, how you get that one motivated. Him? Yeah. My current driver? No, no, he's he's plenty motivated. Oh, we might be talking about two different people then. Yeah, we're definitely talking about that. Right. I might, I'll have to tell you later. <laughs> right. But no. Yeah, we do I, it off the record. No, I'm fortunate now that I got, a, uh, I got a new firefighter that just got out of the academy probably like six months ago. So he's he brand new, no fires, no pin-ins, no nothing. Um, but he is super ate up with it. Like, he wants to learn everything he can. He's a sponge right now. How many times has he referenced the IFSTA manual? None. Thank goodness. No. I hate, you know what I, I, I hate is when we get those, those people come in here, and no disrespect to anybody, but they're like, man, the book, you know, the book said this, nope. and I take that book, and I just chunk it as hard as I can. You know, when you get somebody come in here, you know, and even like a new volunteer, like, hey, man, I'm going to the academy. Like, I'm excited. I said, hey, here's the ISTA manual, and here's the book. Learn it to pass the test, and then when you get done, you get your certification, you throw that book as hard as you can, and you <laughs> never look for it again. Because <laughs> if you're going to sit there and reference that book, you're never going to be able to do the job. Well, you know, remember we did have a former person who uh, it wasn't the book they would reference, but if you did something he didn't like, it was NFPA guidelines. Oh, remember God. that? Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. was an NFPA yeah. guideline, and we used to tell him it's called guideline, not rules for a reason. Yeah, and are uh, we complying on all the rest of that nah. stuff? Nah. He'd so. be like NFPA such and such states, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. we're not knocking NFPA. They back to your question honestly though like but right now i'm lucky enough to have a crew like if i'm having a bad day or, you know my driver's having a bad day like we just feed off each other like not in a negative way though like yeah. if he's being negative about something then i'll come in and just slap around a little bit like get up man let's go do something like and same exact way with me but our firefighter we got is i mean he's newer but he's been phenomenal so far and he's really helped us a lot like going out and training and you know learning everything that he wants to learn and, and showing him everything we can. I mean, he's been, he's been great. So honestly, just to stay motivated and when we're having bad days, is we've just fed off each other. Really? Yeah. I, I'm going to ask TJ this question. I kind of know his, some of his secret you know, off the, off the podcast. I tell you how he motivates us, but, uh, 
What's, what's your answer? What's, what's your? You know, it was really easy. <laughs> it was really easy when I was on the island as a lieutenant because you know we were all having those bad days and you just don't want to do anything. And we'd go, you know, I'd send a couple people like, hey, go out to the water, you know, go go, you know, train, you know, go catch a wave or you know, go sit in the ocean and calm down. Like remember why you're here, like you said, you know. And then when I came over here, you know, how to motivate. You know, you just do like you remind them of the job, why you're here, why you wanted to be a fireman in the first place. And and then you try to, you know, I have my bad days too. Everybody's entitled to their bad day, right? But when you when I come in with a bad day and I'm already in a bad mood, my bad mood's going to affect you. You're going to be in a bad mood because you're thinking I'm in a pissy mood and now I'm going to be a, a, a big, you know, meanie head all day mm-hmm. and boss you around and, and just make you do busy work. So you just got to sit back and think and realize why you're here. And why you do the job and why you fell in love with the job in the first place and you know go ride the district go you know do different things and and, and figure that stuff out sounds good sounds good uh I got a question for you. we got alex here he's in the studio with us he do we have any okay go ahead what's your question go ahead so, am i am i close enough yeah. yeah so how cross was talking about he has a new guy sponge wants to learn everything he can and then we have tj over here he's got two seasoned guys what do you like who do you enjoy working with more? Do you like working with the sponges more? Or do you like working with the seasoned people more? Oh, that is a good question. As far as a new company officer goes, definitely yeah. working with the seasoned guys. I don't know, though. And I'll answer that question in 50-50. They, they can be very, like, they can be stuck in their ways, though. That is a little bit right. tough, like, from a young officer point of view. Like, if you want to run something, however way you want to run it. And, and they've stuck in one way, and they're like, no, I'm not going to do what he says. You know, he's a yeah. 23-year-old punk. He ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> I, I, and I'll rebuttal that. The seasoned guys are stuck in their ways, sure. Um, and they're going to do it their way, but you can rely on them, right? They're so when very you reliable. A, when you go to a fire, you can rely on those seasoned guys. Or you can go to a pin-in or a brush fire or whatever you run. You know, we're an all-hazard fire department ourselves. So I can rely on my seasoned guys to get the job done. But I also like working with some new people here and there because you can train them and teach them and get them ready to be that seasoned guy. You know, they're looking for you for advice. And, yeah, you know, those days that come in, they're hounding you and you're hounding you on a Sunday and they want to train, you know, like Mr. Alex at 9 o'clock at night wanting to go stretch lines one time. I'm like, bro, that's like, 9 o'clock at night? Yeah, oh, yeah, 9 o'clock at night. He's come banging on my door like, hey, can we go stretch lines? I remember that night. Dude, Bob was so mad at you. Oh, Dude, yeah. he was so mad. Up over at one of the new yeah, neighborhoods. Yeah, the new yep, neighborhood. Yep, 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 that yep. night. Remember that night we stretched lines? Yeah, dude. Bob was uh, he's like it's nine o'clock at night. Why are we doing this? And, and Bob is just to give you Bob's a great guy. Unfortunately, he's going through some things right now. We're wishing Bob well. Hopefully, yeah. he gets back. But Bob is that guy who's been in the fire service what 30, 30 40, 40 years. years. Very, what was it? Very thirty five. Thirty. Very stuck in his ways. <laughs> him and Jesus pumped that truck together. Yeah, we used to joke with him. His first fire truck was a dinosaur. He but the uh, first imp, imp, yeah. <laughs> he he <laughs> yeah. served with he served with Benjamin Franklin and the first. But anyway, he was one of those guys who was stuck in his way. So, you know how some guys are after five or after six. That's the downtime. That's you don't mess mess with his schedule. You get him off track. I, I so. remember being on Old Town Hall roof and we were we were practicing ventilating and uh, I took the back of the axe and was beating uh, a hole into the to the uh, roof and he's like, "Why are you doing that? Use the point end." And I'm like, well, studies have come out now. If you flip it around, it's a lot better. And he goes, no, 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 it doesn't work. So I said, all right, you use the pointy end of an axe, the sharp end, and it's going to bounce. And he's swinging, and it bounces a few times. And I take it up. So, all right, I'm going to use the back end. And I cut a perfect hole all the way around, four-by-four four hole with the back of the axe, you know, the flathead part. He's like, all right, well, I guess I've just never seen that before. I guess you can teach an old dog 
taught new tricks. So Bob, Bob was just that old guy that right. just it was stuck in his ways, and we had to teach him, you know, newer techniques, newer things, and and stuff like that. So again, I like working with the seasoned people because they make your job and your life a lot easier. But also working with the what do you call them sponges? Alex? I think that was his the younger folks, the younger folks, fresh out of the academy, fresh out of the academy. It is a balance. It is. Yeah. But sort of the younger guys are the ones that make it fun again. Right. Yeah. I can that's agree a good with that's that. a good way, yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. So it's one of those things that it's a constantly revolving door. Yeah. That just keeps going and it just picks up and gets traction and keeps you going. But it's nice having somebody that's super reliable like when when Corey came back, you know, I got I just got moved to 14 where I'm at now, and they're the busiest truck, so well, busiest engine, I should say. Yeah, let me not get it twisted. That, that new busy, truck come in yet? Yeah, busy, busiest engine. Um, so it was it was phenomenal having having him come back and having somebody that's been on the job for at least as long as the company's been there, so almost yeah. 10 years, uh, paid side, anyways. I mean, it was it was awesome bouncing things and ideas off of him, and uh, he rides a seat when I'm not there and he rides to see it anywhere else on, on a shift. But I mean, he does a great job. So it was a huge help having him come back. You know what I love about Corey? Corey is a great, as a great person. And Corey will find the easiest way to get the task done, to be done with the task. You know, he's never going to listen to this. I know. That's why I'm talking talking about about it. You know, (laughs) I love. I've known the kid ever since we go back to like middle school. Corey is a great guy, but he, Corey's going to find the easiest, fastest solution to get the job done. Hey, so he gets done. it done though. He's good. He's so, really good though, man. I I, I love having him. Yeah. So guys, we're going to go ahead and start to wrap this up, and I'm going to ask you guys the last question here: Is your advice for those new and upcoming fire officers? Those guys that may be starting tomorrow, the new fire officer who hasn't, you know, have that experience. What is, I'm going to ask each one of you guys, what advice would you give that new fire officer who's maybe starting the job tomorrow? Cross, you go first. What would be your advice to that guy, the new guy, the guy who. I don't know. You got to give me a second to think about it. You're asking. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you got something brewing up in there. Yeah, you got there. I see it. What's your advice to the new guy? Humility. Bring it every day. Right. I mean, I remember people asking me when I was a captain, you know, and they, they were being cynical, but everybody knows me, knows I can be it right back. So then they were like, oh, big captain, how's that going? You know, my reply every single time, I learned something new every day. That was my reply every time, probably for the first year and a half that anybody, you know, guys that worked with my dad that like watched me run around a firehouse and, you know, whitey tidies. Like, this kid's not a captain. He might be <laughs> your captain. He ain't my captain, you know? Um, and, you know, they'd be like, Little Jackson, what are you doing? How's it being a captain, right? Um, but those guys, they kept me humble, right? And and that humility of just like, man, I don't know. We might mess this up, right? I'm going to make this decision, and I'm going to stick with it because that's what the fire department is paying me to do, right? I took the test. I'm the one accountable. I'm the one responsible. And if I mess it up, then we're all going to sit at the kitchen table with a cup of coffee later, and I'm going to say, guys, I messed that one up. I'm sorry. You know, we just ran a call not too long ago. I won't get into the specifics of the call, but it it was a I made some pretty poor decisions. And you know, looking back now that I have that experience, I'll never make those decisions again. And we got back, and I was like, "Boys, I'm sorry. Like, I put us in a tight spot right there, and we're all okay, and everything's okay." But you know, I'm sorry. And all of them were like, 
Are you kidding? That was the most fun we've ever had. And I was like, okay, too dumb to know any better, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, like, at the same time, like, I think just having that, you know, if, if I was to get promoted again, I think just that humility of, like, hey, we're going to mess up and that's okay. And let's learn from that. Let's grow from that and gain that experience from the good and the bad decisions that we make. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, TJ. What's uh, your advice to that new fire So pre- preparation. Prepare yourself. You know, it's all about um, learning the next role. You know, you need to learn your role that you're in. You know, when you come in as a fireman, learn the fireman role. Get get it down, you know, somewhat pat. Get going good. But then also, if you want to go, you know, we some places, you know, you can split. You can either go to the, the right seat or you can go to a driver. I was fortunate enough. I focused myself more on the, the right seat, per se. Um, but learn that next role. Prepare yourself for that next role for when that opportunity comes. You know, you can be ready for it. In a, in a basic term, I mean, just real short. Hopefully the best for last. Here we go. Yeah, right. Are you okay, how can Austin? Any, how can anybody talk Will Jackson's answers? Oh, my God. This so dude is phenomenal. Here you guys got to learn so much things. today. I know, oh bro. God. Well, we'll, we'll, go, we'll, go, we'll go over that here in a sec. We'll go over that here in a sec. We're like, yeah, we'll go over that here in a sec. Let's go. My Indian so, Beach Boys uh, must we'll be out there. Real quick, Ross. What's your, uh, what's your, what's your, to be honest with you though, yeah. like in all reality, uh, I agree with Will 100%. Um, man, bouncer, somebody put that down, timestamp that. <laughs> oh, we got to record it. You can't, <laughs> um, bounce your ideas, like your tactics, everything off your seasoned officers. Like, your guys are there for you. I can't tell you how many times I've bounced my ideas, um, personal issues, admin BS, whatever. Uh, bouncing off the the older guys, and Curtis is one of them that I I called once or twice, um, twice, and uh, just twice, just twice. Yeah, staying humble, man. Really, like, admit your faults. Everybody's gonna mess up. Like, we've all had that incident. We're newer officers. We mess up once, and for me, I thought it was the end of the world. I was like, man, I can't believe I just did something stupid like that. Like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. But rely on your 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 other officers, man. And your crews. Sounds good. So uh, we got our comment guy, Alex, because I realized last time it's very hard to focus and talk and try to read what people write. And we get anybody who uh, – I know we asked, I saw some comments. Do we have any questions or anything? Uh, no I, questions. I mean, I, there's a little bit of a delay on the chat. So if yeah. Ask, if the people who are watching out have any questions, they'll throw them for a couple more minutes. Yeah, I know. Uh, did I not tell you we were in the presence of a celebrity? Yeah, we, well, we did have somebody um, Will Jackson ask for everybody. an autograph. Two. Two, and one said he's jelly. How about so. it? How about it? Yeah. So, uh, well, we'll give a sec. Um, tune in to all these later. The, the clout, the clout we're going to get from sure having you on here, buddy. I don't know about clout, but <laughs> might get some haters. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 one thing I learned, dude, haters haters will get you there, too. <laughs> yeah. What's your question? Go ahead. So, um, no, obviously, going through your career now, say tomorrow you're like, you wake up, you're 17 again. Would you promote as early as you did? Man, if not you, who else? Man, that's such a tough question, right? Because I was the guy, and and I I know both of you guys well enough to know you were too. Like, I'm a freaking fireman, man. Yeah. Like, I'm a deputy chief now, and like I introduced myself by being like, I'm a deputy chief, and I don't ride a desk, right? Because I don't <laughs> want that like persona. Like, I still get to ride the front seat of a fire engine. Um. I don't know how long those days will last. I'm sure that at some point I will not be anymore. Um, But when I got hired at the fire department, Alex, to answer your question, I was the guy who was going to ride the back seat forever. Like, and my dad was like, no, you're not. 
Like you're, you know, you're a leader. You've been a leader in, in things in life. You know, leading up to this point, you're probably going to promote at some point. Um, I didn't like driving because I felt like it took me out of the game. I didn't like driving. Same at thing all. TJ said. I know Cross is like, oh, I loved it. Cross loves to drive I a fire truck, man. Every second of um, it. And my dad almost, you know, I think he probably almost disowned me there because he drove for like 13 or 14 years before he ever promoted captain. So like when I was like, I don't really like driving, he was like, what? Yeah. You know, and and a lot of. A lot of old timers are like that, you know. Um, but like in our fire department, we're also new at the same. <laughs> nothing wrong with old timers, but you know we were all at the same point, so it was kind of like if this guy liked driving, and I liked riding, then man, I I just rode in the back, and we were running a basic level ambulance at that time. Tell you how much I liked riding in the back. If you rode in the back of the ambulance, you rode in the back of the engine. So in order to be the nozzleman, you had to have patient care. I'd take every patient to the hospital. I did <laughs> I don't, not care. I don't know about that, man. I did not care, dude. Look, if, they're if, a lot closer if, to their if, hospital if, than if we If it are. was going to give me a chance, you know, I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll name drop him here. I didn't know him until later, but it fits me perfect. A guy named Justin Westbrook, I taught him. He taught. I met him. He was teaching a couple classes, um, and he said one time, he said, I'll ride an ambulance to the to a fire if I can find a nozzle when I get there. <laughs> you know, like That's a th- good one. That was my – that was my – he doesn't ride an ambulance, so it's easy for him to say that. But, you know, like, that was my mentality. So, I don't – now knowing what I know now, I think I would promote. Um, the deputy chief thing was kind of out of necessity, right? I, I had a chief who was creating a deputy chief position, um, and it had to be a captain because we were just reclassifying a position. And the two other captains were like, no, nah, we're not doing it. Like, he already – the job was kind of built around some of the tasks that I was already doing, kind of like you're talking about having some administrative stuff right. on your plate. And they were like, nah, he's already doing it, so he might as well do it now. Um, I think other than that, like just promoting the captain, yeah, I would, because I think that's where your influence is. You know, like if you're if you're a guy who really – I say all the time, I'm long-winded, I know, but I, I say all the time, like nobody loves the Indian Beach Fire Department as much as I do. No one. I don't care how much you love it. There's guys there that work there that love it. They they might start chiming in on the comments telling me I'm a liar, but they're wrong, right? I mean, they might love it, and I love them, but I love it more. So I feel like being in a position where I can be like, hey, I can affect some change right here. I can, yeah. you know, we can try this because I'm in a position, especially a small department like ours. You convince your shift to do something, you've already got one-third of the fire department one, yeah. you know? So – uh, I think, you know, from that regard, and these guys might be different, but from that outlook and knowing the influence and the change, I think I I think I would. Would either one of you not? Would either one of you Go not ahead. take it? Go ahead. I think I probably would. I used to say no, like, I, I want to go back to driving. I love driving. I love being in the back, but I love driving, too. I couldn't stand it. I loved it. I love um, driving. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I'll be honest. I have never pumped. I haven't pumped that many fires in my career, right? But I love the driving aspect of it. But I just I, – I focus really hard on the right seat. Like, that's where I wanted to be. Like, I love being the back seat guy. And there's times now I'll still ride in the back seat and give these guys a chance to ride up. And then I'll drive, you know, our middle day to give TVP or give now Cup a chance to ride the seat um, so they can get some, some experience. But even on those days, it's like, man – you know, we go to a couple of fire alarms and you know, it's fire alarms with fire alarms or we go to something and I'm like, man, I, I got to stay here at the truck. Like this, I, I hate this. This position that takes you out of the game. Where the fire alarm. Where the name. Like, man, yeah, but, the but you know what? The, the greatest thing though is at the school. You know, when we go to our school for a fire alarm, that school is so big and everybody yeah, forgets that. You have to watch the elementary and middle school together and then you always forget like, oh, hey, we're done walking the, the floor. 
Would you walk the attic? It's two stories, so you have to walk I the do entire remember second. Going and in they're the like, attic, what? Yeah, what? I'm like, yeah, you got to take the stairs and go upstairs and check the top. Yes. And that's takes the night. A long time. That's the night I love being a driver. I never remember, you know, I never forget the night uh, Pay Pay was driving and me and him were driving because we both do it on the middle day. Um, we're both sitting in the front front yard of the school and we're laughing. I know he was just laughing. Dude, it was oh, so tears great because Corey, Corey was working that night and Corey had to, Corey had to go walk to school. And he's like, man, this, this blows on my dude. This is yeah, so great. I'm walking Welcome. it right with him. Two in the morning, walking out, and that school is massive. They have one hallway that runs the length of the school, and if you walk it four times, I think it's what a mile. It it's equals close, like a, it's, it's crazy. So yeah. to answer, basically, yes, I would. You know, because again, I've said it earlier. Um, when when it when it came when I got offered the captain's position, you know, it was if you don't take it, we're hiring outside, and it's like, man, you know, now I'm gonna have I'm gonna be the reason why somebody else can't promote to my current position, the lieutenant, you know, I'm, I'm stopping the delay there. I'm, now I'm going to fix it and bring in somebody new in the department that's probably never worked in the area. You know, they're going to come in, and I'm going to potentially be their lieutenant. I have to train them to be a to be my captain. They're going to tell me what days I can and can't take off, you know. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go, and I'm going to try it. So, yeah, I would. I would promote again. Do you have any guys that influenced you to promote? Uh, Yeah. To, to really push you? Yeah. I did. Um, it was Push junior hall. Junior, junior was like, "Hey, you're gonna do it," and I'm like, "What do you mean I'm gonna do it?" And he goes, "No, you're gonna do it." And I'm like, "All right, I guess I'm doing it." So okay. it was a good time. Yeah, my dad was definitely the one that was like, "You know what? Look, look at these guys that's promoting or putting in for for officer. Do you want to work for him? Yes or no?" The answer was no. So I put in. Yeah. Those are three questions when it comes to promotions. I was told by, I couldn't tell you, mm-hmm. numerous men here that were sick captains. Probably got two captains working for me right now that are listening to both you guys say that and are like, yeah, it's Jackson's fault that I'm a captain right now because I literally like – Jeremy Clawson tells me all the time he looks up from a stack of paperwork and he's like, "This is because of you," you know. <laughs> yeah. But he's so good for our fire department. I mean, it's I, I wouldn't change I wouldn't change the people the, that the, I pushed. The, the, either. One of the individuals talking about, I remember we were assigned yeah. to a certain station and he was yeah. still a volunteer at the time, yeah. just getting out of the military. So, I, yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice cap- to see how far he's come. Yeah, both those guys, Matt yeah. Puff and Jeremy Clawson. I, I, you know, I mean, they're both key roles. You know, I mean, those guys that you influence or you know, talking about junior. He probably looked at you or looks at you now as you know successful and helping go in the right direction. Yeah, and I mean that's that's what you want as an officer, right? Well, we I mean, build off each other, right? You know, there's not a day that we're not talking on the phone and bouncing ideas and, and tactics and stuff off. You know, trying to learn and you know he calls me and I call him and we just bounce out of that. And there's so many times I'm sitting behind the desk doing those administrative duties and I know Junior's been doing this role for so much longer and I'm like I just sit back and I like scratch my head ready to pull my hair out and I'll just call him and he'll be like hey hey dummy it's it's this easy you know he'll walk me through those easy steps reinventing so. the wheel over there yeah so it looks like um Alex I'll let you do that one mine's kind of delayed it looks like we actually have a question for you guys uh, Mr Davis you probably know him Tyler. Oh, yeah, we got a question. Oh, here. TD from Pumpkin Center Town. Yeah. Oh, get out of here, Big TD. Do y'all feel like promoting earlier in your career and getting more yep. experience while being an officer has helped y'all more than if you would have gained more? You might have to speak in here so people can hear the question. Driving, I don't know how well they're going to hear. You're going to have to read. You're going to yeah, reset. Yeah, that was well going to hear you without the mic. So you might have to read that into the mic. I might have to read that question myself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite a, a mouthful. It says. Do y'all ever feel 
like promoting earlier in your career and getting more experience while being an officer has helped you all more than if you would have gained more experience as a tailboard or driver before promoting? So I guess uh, the question is asking is, do you feel like you got more experience as an officer when you got promoted, or would you have gotten more experience staying as like a, a backseat or a driver before you promoted? I think it all depends on what you want to do, right? So like you want to stay in the backseat, that's fine. That's dandy. I'm never going to discredit anybody if they want to stay in the backseat. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, hey, I'm going to ride the backseat forever. That's fine. Problem is, is when you say that mentality, and then you think that when you get it ready to promote, because it happens in your career, you hit that stage. You're like, all right, I'm, I feel like I'm ready. You know, did, okay, well, did you did you prepare yourself? You know, if you stay in the back seat the whole time, you know, how did you prepare yourself to be a company officer? Or if you drove, you know, drivers, yeah, they see a little bit more because I feel like your drivers talk to your company officers more. And, and the same thing with your tailboards. Um, so yeah, I do feel like I've gained a lot more knowledge and experience by being a captain than you know riding because i rode a short time i've only been i was think i was here five years before i got promoted to lieutenant so it helped me out a lot and i've learned those those lessons and you know you go through different things and even in your officer development courses wherever you go you know that helps me but you know we can relate a course to you know sitting in a classroom behind a desk um so yeah i, I feel like it has you ready cross or you want go ahead mm-hmm. drop with some knowledge first off i like feeding off of you first off tyler davis Best head of hair in like six you counties. Yeah, man, those those locks are real. Um, so me and Tyler, I mean, we kind of cut our teeth together starting out. So I kind of see where he's coming from, and and he's you know a wheelman now, and you know does a lot of driving. So I get the perspective of that. Um, I kind of almost I think I'm going to answer this question, and I'm going to look back like ten years from now and be like, you're a dummy. Right, because my dad always tells me that, like, at his eight to ten year mark in his career, he thought he knew everything, right? And then he hit like the twelve to fifteen year mark in his career, and he realized how much he didn't know, right? So looking at it now, I'm like, yeah, I think my experience was is pretty well served in the officer seat, um, but at the same, I think my department dynamic had a lot to do with that. Um, if I had the opportunity to ride the back seat and work for the man that's downstairs right now, I think my perspective would be a little bit different. You know what I mean? Like that guy's been going to fires longer than I've been alive. So maybe a back seat perspective or a driving perspective or something like that could change it. But at that time in my department, I think that was the best served, you know, I was riding in that seat anyways. So I might as well promote and maybe somebody from the outside isn't going to come in. And I mean, Probably made some mistakes, definitely made some mistakes, um, but working part-time at some places and being able to work with some guys who had some more experience and kind of feeding off of that, even if it was only 20 or 30 hours a week, probably saved me through that portion of, of my career where I kind of skipped that phase that Tyler probably feels like he's in right now where he's driving every day he's, you know, or riding and like you want to be really good at that job before you promote. You know, I didn't really have the opportunity to do that. So in my situation, yeah, I feel like I probably got best served experience from the right seat. But I think depending on your organization and your, you know, opportunities, that might not always be the case. I mean, I got some good experience in the back, too. But, I mean, I I think it goes both ways, really. I mean, I've got some great experience so far riding in the seat. But, I mean, at the time, you remember them B-Shift days back then where we were burning it down. Oh, yeah. 
Um, we were all watching Cross's helmet cam, just jealous that we oh, were going yeah, to dude. the fires that Cross was going to, working <laughs> 29 days a month. Dude, the man worked so much <laughs> overtime, so it was nothing when he first got hired with his department now. He was bouncing the county, and, and you know, he said, like, this fire on the west side, and he's back to the east side, and it's this fire, and it's like, all right, man, I, I, all right, all right, you dude, work calm, for every department. calm, man. That's the what county, I'm saying. You're going to catch fires. You know, I want to say something to, to your question, though. When you said you wanted to master, you know, being a fireman, you know, when do you feel like you've mastered being a fireman, right? When someone you could tells work, you that, right, but that you, you could look work. up to and says, you're a good fireman. Yeah, yeah, yeah but still, the, day, the day that someone that you call a fireman calls you a fireman, it's, I, I mean, I don't think you've mastered it then, but uh, you've exemplified that. You're the real deal, you know? That's what I think. Is people say, well, I'm going to master being a fireman before I move to a driver. Well, it could take you 15, 20 years to master becoming a fireman because, you know, in our day and age, tactics change. You know, we're not doing the same things we did that some of the guys did 15, 20 years ago. We're not. Um, we don't run fires like we used to. Exactly. Let's be honest. So then we you don't. feel like you master, you become a master of a fireman at 10 or 15 years. Like, well, now I'm going to be master of a driver. Okay, well, how long is it going to take you to master becoming a driver? And by the time you look back, you're like, well, dang, it's time to retire. Now it's like, just take the leap. Become it. And that's what you got to do is just dive in and, and just take test the waters. But to go with Will's answer, though, we're at least where I'm at, super young department, though. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a lot of guys that's been on the job in the back seat for 15, 20 years. Right. So I don't want to say you can you got to take what you can get. But, I mean, we've got some officers now that I got hired with that they were, in my opinion, they were great firefighters, great drivers. So, I mean, I feel like I got some decent experience on both sides. Well, how about calling a spade a spade and not everybody's made to be an officer? Some guys are good firemen and some guys are really good drivers, and that doesn't mean that they're made to be an officer, and maybe that's where there's more value in the whole answer to the question. If you're one of those guys who doesn't want to lead people, doesn't want the headache of personnel matters, doesn't want to have to answer for decisions and have accountability, but you're a daggone wheel man and can, you know, pump, you know, know your rig better than anybody else, be a driver. Be the best driver in the fire department, you know? Yeah. Do we have any others before we – Oh, oh, there we go. Somebody needs to at least ask for TJ's autograph. I don't want to leave. I'm going to get TJ's on. before I leave. Okay. I'm going to autograph Taylor Johnson's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, before we end this, we're going to do last parting words. Any last parting? Don't matter what it is. You know, any last parting words before we go? Any advice you want to throw appreciate out Appreciate you there? guys having us. Yeah, man. We appreciate you. Appreciate you guys coming out, man. You're actually our first guest. That's outside the department, so we definitely appreciate both you guys coming out. It was an honor out of everybody they could have picked. <laughs> you know, we, we and, and not to not to prolong this even more, but you know, we sat here and we talked when when we first did a pod, we thought about doing a podcast and we're like, Man, we're trying to figure this out, you know, we're still young and we're still learning every day. Um, you know, one of the topics, hot topics was you see more young fire officers and we're like, Man, who are we gonna get? You know, who are we gonna who are we gonna bring in and, and, and really do it and you know we're so close to y'all and you know i've known you for god knows we, we work hand back, in like, hand baby like 20 years and then you know tp's like hey i know a good one and we're gonna reach out to will <laughs> and i was like you know what that's a great that's gonna be a great one so yeah i mean and we had there's some others too that eventually we're gonna bring them on so I don't yeah, want please don't feel left out yeah we didn't final oh we did get a final Uh-oh. question okay how about it oh yeah how old is he? He's got to be late 20s, right? Hey, real quick before you read that. Five. That's a Rich Lands boy. Yeah. Stand up God's country right there. That's a solid dude. He's probably late He's 20s, right? Rich Lands, so you know. What's Collins? What's Collins got? So, Lieutenant Collins says, do you think having younger officers brings a different culture to the firehouse? It sure does. It sure does. Mm-hmm. This is plain and simple. 
brings new mentality, brings new ideas. Because when you first get promoted, how many times have you heard people say, "Well, now I'm promoted, I'm gonna change, you know, I'm gonna do it this way." And that's what, and that's part of some why people promote, right? Is because they're tired of doing it in a certain way, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Man, I'm I'm gonna promote it, and, I, and we're gonna do it this my way." So yeah, it does it does bring new culture to it because you do change things. You, you probably can't change everything. You know, a lot of times you hear that guy say, "I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this," and they do a quarter of what they say. It's almost like you're running for some type of election. You know, when all the politicians get up there and tell us what they're gonna do and they don't do it. I'm not trying to compare it to politics. But I'm just telling you that you can't always do what you say you're going to do because it is challenging because now I have these above my head that tell me no and I get smacked and I have to go back below me and tell my hey, we can't do that because I got told no. But on the end, on the engine th- side of things, like riding the truck, yeah, it does change the game. Yeah, I mean, I think – I don't know how you guys – you know, promotional process, but uh, one thing we ask um, – <laughs> two questions we ask in our lieutenant's process. One is if you were fire chief for a day, what would you do? You know, and then the the other one is like something worded along the lines of like, if you could change anything in our fire department, what would you change? And um, as the deputy chief, like some of these guys come in and answer this question, and I'm like, really, that's screwed up. <laughs> like, that, that did not make it to my office yet. You know, like <laughs> I have not heard that. You know, we're running out of toilet paper or whatever. Um, and it's it's funny how many I tell guys all the time. They're like, I'm like, how long has this been broke? And they're like, oh, like two months and I'm like guys I can't fix it if you don't tell me um and I think younger officers and a different mentality and stuff like that like like Keith is asking it definitely does I think you just have to remember everything else that we talked about tonight you can't be that guy like Cross was talking about who's like yep I promoted and this single silver bugle on my collar is big enough to slap everybody with because it's not and you're going to get humbled by you know, the guys who maybe are – you're going to get humbled by that guy who's a driver who doesn't want to promote, but he knows the department and the district and everything else better than you do. You can't come in just because you're a young guy and be like, I have to prove myself and you have to listen to me. It's got to be some ebb and flow, but it definitely does. And it, it's it's fun to be a part of a bunch of young guys like that. I mean, I've got to do that. And, Cross, I know you have too to an extent. Like, I've got a bunch of young dudes, and it's a lot of fun. And they enjoy the job, and it's still fresh. So, I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, I don't know about – I'm sure you guys are just like us, but I mean, our our department's full of young guys that are they're gung ho. Yeah, they want to go to fires. It is what it is. Hey, everybody the, wants to go to fires. Our our young officers too. Like we, they just they're aggressive. They got some pretty good tactics. I mean, they're they're ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, like I said, any last parting words? Any no, parting I'm words anybody want before we? Uh, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> different, different. Mine says different, but I guess he edited. Our, our so fact checker is getting the. Our fact checker got the facts wrong. So there was a topic, and we may have to bring you guys on maybe another time for this topic. It's going to be for another day. But one of the things we had debate, and you guys probably have talked about this too, experience versus time in the service. Now I know we don't have enough time, yeah. and I'm going to hit you with that one at the end because we ain't going to be able yeah. to talk about no, it. No, no. But um. That is another He's got top. like a 30-minute answer. Well, <laughs> right dude, now. I can already dude, see this it. Is just so I'm going to hit him. We're, we're not going to discuss it. That's yeah, going to be another off. one. Cut my mic off. Yeah. <laughs> but if you all run into the experience versus time in the fire service, and are they the same? Are they different? We'll discuss that another day because I know that's a, a pretty hot one. Cut, but, cut, uh, cut his mic off real quick. Yeah, He's, He's burning. No, I'm good. I'm disciplined. I'm He's good. Yeah. steam coming so out of So for that, man, I'm going to thank you guys for coming out. Really yeah, thank, do. Y'all. thank y'all. Thank y'all. Appreciate it. Uh, hopefully the people listening to this enjoyed it. It seems like we got some good comments. Um, and we're going to end it there unless anybody else has anything they want to say. You guys good? Good? We're going to end it.
three hundred and seventy two.